Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining Mad Lit Musings. Today, I have a good friend and a fantastic author here with me to chat about her latest release. But first of all, I need to introduce you to Christina Suzanne Nelson from the Oregon coast. Hello, Christina, and welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about what you write, who you are, you know, all the nitty gritty that we need to know about this latest release. Um, well, I'm a mom of six kiddos. I live in Oregon. I like to write about stories that happen in Oregon. And I, um, I like to look at an issue or, or something that faces women, but I like to look at it from different points of view so okay. that we can kind of see how that experience differs from um, one person's perspective versus another. Right. So, and yeah, it looks like your book has several characters in it. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Shaped by the Waves is set in this quirky little town and on the Oregon coast. And it's kind of a compilation of lots of different uh, towns that I've visited along there. Um, and it has fun characters that are just a little goofy and um, odd and probably, you know, like, you'd find in your own family in some ways so yeah that's great so you have Cassie George who's the main character correct mm -hmm. and I love the fact that she's a marine biologist or she's studying for it yeah which is really cool and then so I'm just kind of going off the back cover copy um, but she's really stayed away from her hometown since she had an unplanned pregnancy Yes. Oh no, hometowns, especially small ones, love to still play with that concept. And but now her aunt has suffered a stroke and has been hiding a Parkinson's diagnosis. So yes. What about that? So Cassie was raised by her aunt, and her aunt to her is a lot like my grandmother was to me. She's like a mom. Okay. And so, you know, Cassie adores this woman. Um, so she comes back to care for her, which is in so many ways, a huge honor. It's such an honor to be able to care for someone who chose to care for you. Right. And then finds herself completely overwhelmed because caregiving is no joke. I mean, it's hard work and it's emotionally exhausting as well as physically exhausting also. So you know, here she is, and she's got this young child who is just a ball of energy, and and she's trying to take care of her aunt, who's really struggling with the dementia piece of Parkinson's. So, it's a heavy burden to carry by oneself. Yeah, and that that really is. And you're so right with caregiving; um, it's draining, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally. Um, and then when you're you're dealing with the severity of the illnesses too each one of them comes with their own little pack of extra problems so yeah so so really your your fiction is a lot of real life struggles and how we deal with them i i hope that that is accurate yes that's the goal the goal is real life struggles and um 
how it is that we can cope and where we can find hope. Uh -huh. And um, in this particular story, there's a mystery running through it also where she, um, where Cassie is discovering that how she came to be in Gulls Bay with yeah. her aunt may not be how she thought she had. And so that's going on at the same time while her high school nemesis, Nora, is facing a whole different kind of where did I come from okay. story. And yeah, and you know, Cassie learns that lesson or she's in the process of trying to figure out how to allow other people to support her. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of times, especially for me, when I'm really, really, I have a lot on my shoulders, uh -huh. I can get fiercely independent. Uh -huh. And I have a lot of friends that are the exact same way. And Preaching so, to the choir over here, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, we need to lean on our community. Uh -huh. We need to be able to say, Hey, I need some help here. Or, or when someone offers help, I've had this experience a lot recently after, you know, recovering from surgery and then getting COVID and then all of these things that, that there are so many people who want to help and being able to say, yes, <laughs> yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Right. I do need that. Why do you it's think it's why do you think it's hard for us to, let me rephrase this. We love to contribute to community. Most people, when you ask them, want to contribute. But why do you think it's hard to accept the contribution and be on the other end of it? Well, I think it's, I think we fall into this cycle of wanting to appear as if we have it together. Okay. That we can do all of these things that, that no, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. And, and it, you know, it's not accurate. It's not, it's not being honest with the people around you. Uh -huh. If you're constantly saying, no, I, I can do it all because you can't do it all. I mean, isn't that the whole point? I mean, the, that, that's what God is teaching us over and over again in the Bible. No, you cannot do this. This is outside of your hands. This is, this is more than you can handle. So, um, you know, it's, it's that, it's, it's why it is, why is it that we have to over and over again, hand our burdens over to God? Right. Why, why is that so difficult for us to do? But it really is. If for, for most of us, that is a huge struggle mm -hmm. that, okay, I, I'm laying this at the foot of the cross until half an hour from now when I'm going to grab it back again. <laughs> oh, you need a half an hour? I usually give them about 10 minutes. I was being really generous because I thought maybe other people were better at this. <laughs> but, we'll be doing a poll after this podcast on how many minutes you give the Lord of your faith. <laughs> so I think it all comes down to that. I mean, we, we cannot trust God. <laughs> with our big issues. If we have a hard time laying our stuff down and not picking it back up, yep. oh my goodness. Yeah, we're probably going to have a hard time accepting a meal or somebody else doing your laundry. <laughs> oh gosh, nobody wants to do my laundry. <laughs> no, it's funny because 
Um, I've been in those situations a few times where people have reached out to help and your knee jerk reaction is, oh, no, 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 I'm fine. What inside you're dying, like you're like Mm -hmm. the crispy dead rose and the petals are just crumbling to the floor. And then you go home and then the worst part about it is you sit on the couch and then you fall into a pity party. Why won't anybody help me? I don't know, maybe I'm telling too much about my own psychology there, but it is kind of, it is funny how you go around in circles. And, you know, I was thinking about your book too, and how Cassie is taking care of her aunt or aunt. Is it aunt or aunt? Here in Wisconsin, it's really aunt, but I try to say aunt. It's it's aunt here too. Is that okay? So we're going to go with aunt. And if people think about the insect, that's their problem then at this point, right? Because we call it. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) This is an Oregon, Wisconsin book. Just deal with it. It's an ant. All right. We have ants in our lives. And anyway, when she's (laughs) working with her aunt, um, I've noticed, and I, the reason I've noticed this is because of the situation with my mom last year, she had cancer and then she passed away. There's something about when you're a caregiver that the caregiver isn't offered the care. Have you noticed that? Yeah, you know, it was interesting when, when I was caring for my grandmother the last few years of her life, we had four little kids at the time when we were homeschooling and my husband was working out of town and yeah, I didn't, I, I'm not even sure that I had enough mental capacity at that point to even know what I needed either though. That's so true. But, yeah. But yeah, when hospice came in and stuff, I, I, it just felt like another thing that was overwhelming. It was so great for her. And, but there were a lot of times where I was just like, oh, there's four people and I can't. Right. 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 And um, I think that's one of those things when we're looking at community, being aware that it's, it's a domino effect. As one person gives, they're giving a piece of their energy and they're giving a piece of themselves And so then the person that comes along behind them, being aware of that person that just gave versus the person that just received, if that makes sense. Yeah. It does. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Do you explore any of that with the relationships in this book? A bit. Yeah. Um, There's, so Shasta, the aunt has developed such a great community around her that there are so many people that just want to invest. Okay. And, and we see a bit of Cassie overwhelmed by that, overwhelmed by their wanting to give too, that that feels to her in some ways like another burden. Okay. If that makes sense. It does. Yeah. So, you know, and, and kind of accepting that and figuring that out while she's trying to figure out this whole other thing that she's not talking to other people about mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. whole mystery piece too. And, you know, I think that, um, one of the things that, that it, when I was caring for my grandmother was hard for me was that I couldn't, you know, deal, helping my kids. I had these four little kids and give, giving them everything that they needed, mm. giving my grandmother what she needed, mm-hmm. making sure that I remembered my husband's name when he got home, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It, it was going out in so many different directions. And what I really needed was someone to come take the kids for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but 
that felt like such a big thing because there were four of them. Sure. So that never, you know, that didn't really happen. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And one of my kiddos was a huge handful back then. So. <laughs> we all have one of those too. <laughs> yeah. Think, do you, I mean, I, I was going to observe too. I think one of the reasons maybe that we decline community coming along is we feel we have to manage it. Yeah. So it's not like just accepting help, but now that help that's coming is another thing that we have to manage to make sure it gets done the way that it needs to get done. So therefore it's easier to just do it myself. Yeah. 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 Although I, I learned the last few weeks that, you know what, if you just say, sure, that we had food show up at our house and sometimes we'd have two meals show up on the same okay. night, but okay. then not on a, a couple other nights, it worked out beautifully. It doesn't matter. I have one kid who eats like three things. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So it was great. She found things to eat. People <laughs> found things to eat. The next day we had leftovers. It was like, I think the older I get, the more I don't need everything to fit into the little box. Okay. You know, I don't need the, I don't need to manage things as much as I did when I was younger. So sure. at this point in my life, it is a lot easier than it was when I was in my, oh gosh, early thirties when my grandmother was living on the farm with us. So, okay. All right. What yeah. do you think um, we can learn by inviting community into our lives, by being open to that? Uh, grace, to give ourselves grace and to give other people the, you know how, um, when you're really stressed, and things are, you're really having a hard time or it's something is just bugging you. You've been struggling with maybe some, just not, not feeling your happiest, but you take the time to do something for someone else uh -huh. that it can completely change your perspective and your mindset uh -huh. and um, get your mind off of yourself yeah. and onto someone else. Um, that is such a blessing. And so I have found so many times that when I have the opportunity to serve someone else, that it is a huge blessing for me. It's a bigger blessing for me. I'm sure whatever I've right. managed to stick in the instant pot was for them, but um, <laughs> whatever mush I gave. Um, I was just but, thinking the same thing. I, just, <laughs> I love mush if you get it from the instant pot, but here's your mush. <laughs> this mush is flavored like this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know there there is a huge blessing in giving and yeah. so when we say no 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 to people because we're protecting our own pride mm. we're we're saying no to giving them the opportunity to serve the way that that God's called them to serve too and you know I want to be able to care for my friends and mm -hmm. my community when things happen so yeah. Yeah, I've got this kiddo who loves to go serve, serve the homeless. And she she collects all these things and she, you know, we have this little wagon and she pulls it around and she hands out dog food and blankets or whatever she's collected right. to through the camps. And, uh, you know, it is, I know it's a blessing to the people who receive mm -hmm. what she's collected, but I see a bigger blessing for her because yeah. she just, 
she just shines with this opportunity to help. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not exactly the same thing, but. Well, it, you know, in a sense it is though, because you're looking at the community of the body of Christ and, you know, you look at that scripture, which I'm going to dreadfully hack. So I will just paraphrase, but you know, some of the body is a, is a finger. It's, it's the eye, it's the nose, it's the foot. And without each part of the body, you wouldn't be able to function. And I think sometimes I like to be that little lone ear off in the corner by myself and think I've got the entire body covered because I can hear, but you know, yeah, you still need the other elements. And so that giving is just as important, if not more important than the receiving. Yeah. I think we are designed to serve. I think God designed us to serve. Mm -hmm. And it's not that our salvation is dependent upon our service. It is not. Right. But when we are following Jesus, we are, our souls want this, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we, a desire to serve happens and, um, yeah. And I, you know, I think that when, when you're giving your, your thinking is not on yourself. Right. Right. And that's, especially I think through the last couple of years of COVID where we've all been kind of isolated and it's very easy for our thinking to get back into what I need or I want or Uh or self-preservation that too you know there's a little bit of that you know and you know I had thought about that with my with my mom um when COVID hit she was very you know, we were ostracized from each other. We were all in quarantine as everybody else was. And she lived seven minutes away. And, you know, my kids were getting to the point where they'd call her at night crying because they hadn't seen nanny and it was things like that. And finally, one day she ended up on our doorstep and I opened the door. I'm like, what are you doing here? And she said, you know what? She said, and this is before we knew she had cancer. This is before we knew she was literally at this point in time, probably had about 10 months left. But she said, I've decided that if I'm going to go because of COVID, I'm going to go having served and I serve my family. Mm, that's and beautiful. not saying that that's the same message for everybody. And that's you know, some sort of attitude everybody should have, but in her situation, that was what God had laid on her heart. And she spent the next 10 months with my kids on an almost daily basis. And I look back now and thought if she had decided to not offer service and not offer herself because she was afraid of COVID, my children would have had their last time with my mom way before she'd ever passed away. Now they have yeah. a whole, almost a whole year's worth of memories with her that is so precious to them. And again, it's our story. It's not necessarily everybody's journey. And I'm not saying that's the right thing for everybody, but her feeling that she needed to give of herself at the risk of potentially her own life, which she did not pass away by COVID, you know, it was cancer, but you know, she was still taking a health risk. And I was so blessed by that because that to me was an example of service, but also sacrificial love. Yeah. You know, when you put yourself out there for people. So gosh, this book is beautiful. The cover is gorgeous. Um, Tell us a little bit about the title. Why is it called Shaped by the Waves? Well, originally my working title was Beyond the Seagulls. 
because the story idea came to me. Well, I, I was fiddling around with a story that was similar. Uh -huh. And I was walking down to the beach one day and Lucy was there and with the, a bunch of us go um, for New Year's, we spend a weekend together. So we were at this big house together and I had gotten down to the beach and there's this, um, this stream that, that goes along the beach that you have to cross to get from, you know, the upper part to right, right. down by the water. <laughs> Excuse me. And it's cold. I mean, it's like walking through ice, right? Uh -huh. It's really cold. And so I say to Lucy, so where's the best place to cross? And she says, beyond the seagulls. And then all of a sudden my brain is just like firing. It's oh, a it's at the story on the, the beach and she could be studying marine birds. And <laughs> it's just like, this whole it. thing is going off in my head. I love it. <laughs> so, so I called it beyond the seagulls. Mm -hmm. Apparently, a lot of times people consider seagulls to be complete pests. And so um, oh. they didn't want to call it beyond the seagulls. Beyond the pestilence. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so there were a few different names that came through. I think the first one was the nature of waves or something like that. But there are a lot of books that came out with the nature of right. the nature right. of small birds. Mm -hmm. so, um, so there, so then it was, yeah, there were just a lot of yeah. fiddling around to get, but you know, I think that in a lot of ways, Cassie is shaped by her community. She's mm -hmm. and she's shaped by this, this little coastal town. Uh -huh. And so to me, a, a lot of, in a lot of ways, they That's very represent fitting. the waves. And the it does. And if, you know, if anybody's ever experienced waves, there's a chipping away at the shore. There's a, yes. there's a smoothing out of the stones. Mm -hmm. um, I'm thinking of Lake Superior because that's what's near me or Lake Michigan. And, you know, you have the ocean, so I won't compete with that. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, you've got, you've got waves and waves have a, have a way of polishing. Um, and also potentially destroying, um, yes. depending on the weather. And so I think there's a lot to be said about shaped by the waves when you look at it in conjunction with the story that you're telling. And, you know, I look at the Parkinson's diagnosis for her aunt as being one of those destructive waves, but then how mm -hmm. it shapes who they are and it shapes their relationship. And like you said, their community. So, well, and the waves just, they smooth out all that sharp, yeah. All those sharp edges. I mean, when you see a piece of glass that's been beaten by the ocean, it's smooth. There's no sharp edges anywhere. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's beautiful. It is. It is absolutely. And your story is beautiful. The message in the story is beautiful. And Thank I you. encourage everybody who's listening to take some time out and read this book because it is going to touch the little quiet places in your heart that need maybe some ministering to, and um, maybe it's going to inspire you to give, maybe it's going to inspire you to receive, maybe it will inspire you to have the energy to take care of a loved one. We never know what's in our future. So um, I love books like this because they're, they're entertaining. Yes, but they're also stretching and they're applicable for those of us who aren't good at reading nonfiction. Um, they're good for people like me who like to read fiction all the time, but actually come away with a message that we can apply to our, our walk with the Lord. So thank you.
for writing this. It's a beautiful book. Thank you for having me. So how do our readers, your readers, find this book, find you, follow you, learn about you? And you've written other books, so this is not the only one out there. <laughs> well, you can find my books. You know, you can go to your local bookstore and ask them if they don't have any of my books and ask them to order them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, I, I really like to encourage people to go to their local bookstores and, and make requests. Also Baker book house. It's um, they always run a, a nice special, the 30% off and free shipping. Uh -huh. um, so you can find my books anywhere. You can look on my website, www.christinasuzannenelson.com and find me on Instagram at, at Christina Suzanne and basically at Christina Suzanne. That's Type that in, you'll find me. Okay. And Suzanne, we should clarify, does not have an E at the end of it. It does not. It's very handy when your last name is Nelson yes. to have a middle name that is not spelled typically. So it's S-U-Z-A-N-N. -N. Yes. So that's important to note too. So yeah, www.christinasuzannoenelson.com. <laughs> And you do have your social media links there too. So people can just go yes. to little round circles at the top of the page and connect up with you. And um, I know you just turned in another book. So we've got another one coming in our future. So we'll be like, yeah. eyes open for that one. And yeah, we get to like slip back into the eighties for part of it. So Ooh, that was fun. I'm thinking neon colors. Oh yeah. Neon. Yeah. All right. Wow. I'm already ready for this book. Let's go. <laughs> Well, Christina, thank you so much for joining us here at Madlet Musings. Um, maybe we will do another visit in the future as we go back to the 1980s. Sounds great. All right. Sounds good. Thank you for coming. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you for listening to Madlet Musings. You can find out more information about Madlet and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com.